Happy Wellness Week, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Jen Williams, your esteemed co-host for yet another week. Today, we're going to wrap up Wellness Week as we chat with Kelsey Stratton, our Program Manager for Resilience and Wellbeing Services at Michigan Medicine. Now, before Kelsey joins us, make sure you go back and check out any episodes of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. Shows can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. With that, let's bring in Kelsey. She is a veteran of the rep. Um, so Kelsey, thank you so, so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, first to kick off Wellness Week, Chief Wellness Officer Dr. Kirk Brower discussed the prevalence of burnout. Uh, so what are some of the ways to identify burnout in yourself and others? So for a lot of people, one of the first signs of burnout is emotional exhaustion. And so that can include feelings of fatigue, uh, sometimes a feeling of helplessness or feeling kind of stuck in response to stress. Um, for some people, it's very physical. So maybe headaches, muscle tension, changes in appetite or sleep. For others, they may notice maybe difficulty with concentration, um, maybe being a little bit more irritable than, than normal. And, you know, whether, you know, however you're experiencing that, emotional exhaustion can also lead to some other signs of burnout, which can include a detachment, sometimes a cynicism about work. It can also include some decreased um, you know, feelings of efficacy or accomplishment in one's work. And I would say if you're noticing a feeling of dread about starting work or feeling less connected or empathic with patients or colleagues, those could also be some signs of burnout. Can you tell us a few ways that individuals can actually reduce like extreme burnout? Like, is there anything that, you know, I could do or Daniel could do? Um, just some tips that would be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's complex. Um, you know, I think it's really important to note that burnout is a work-related concern. And so it requires interventions, not just at the individual level, but at a department or team level, at an organizational level. Um, so of course, you know, reducing burnout is about things we can do for ourselves. Um, in extreme cases, so if people are feeling like their personal life or work life is really um, impacted by feelings of burnout, you know, perhaps accessing counseling support or professional mental health treatment can be helpful um, for learning new strategies. Um, but some of the work of my office and the wellness office is really looking at some tailored strategies for departments and teams that can help reduce burnout. Um, you know, what can be done to reduce demand or to improve efficiencies, for example, or having these more tailored resilient strategies. Um, and I think, you know, we also don't want to just reduce burnout, which is important, but also what are we working towards? right, more uh, joy, right, more engagement, more connection. And so how do we bring more of those positive experiences into our lives? So, so as you mentioned, burnout is really work-related, but are there other signs that employees are struggling at managing their well-being and, and maybe it's at a personal level or, you know, in, in other situations as well? Yeah, well, you know, our, our ability to cope, right, our resilience ebbs and flows over time and everyone holds stress a little bit differently. Um, but I think if you ever notice that a colleague seems just a little bit different than usual, right? Uh, maybe their work, um, maybe they seem a little bit more pessimistic, right? Um, or a little bit uh, more detached uh, from the work. You know, what I hope is that what we can do for each other is just to check in, right? To just ask, to be curious, you know, even a really simple invitation, like, you know, I'm here if you want to talk about anything, right? That can go a long way. You know, it's, it's not always easy to talk about what's bothering us in work. 
um, but creating those opportunities to check in, to connect with one another can be really important for helping people feel like they're, they're not alone with whatever might be going on in their lives. Now, how can individuals actually find some of these resources that Michigan Medicine offers? Um, we know that, you know, there are websites. Um, however, we also understand that a lot of people may not have computer access or they're not checking their email. What are some ways that people can um, really share with each other um, the resources that are available? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. A lot of our resources are compiled on websites like the Wellness Office or the M Healthy websites. Um, but beyond that, so for those who are working, uh, you know, on site in the hospital, for instance, we do have digital signs that highlight current events. They have phone numbers for various programs and offices. We also have a, a large network of M Healthy champions, so hundreds of champions um, throughout Michigan Medicine and, and across the university who are really ambassadors for well-being and programs um, who can provide information and resources. If you have an unhealthy champion in your department or, or unit, um, that can be a great person to ask, um, as well as managers or supervisors, right, who may um, know about additional events or programs or resources. Are there any sort of new initiatives or programs that the Wellness Office or Office of Counseling and Workplace Resilience are introducing that you're personally very excited about? Yeah, so we are looking at those multiple layers of stress, burnout, engagement, meaning, right? How do we improve resilience, connect people to resources? Um, a few programs that I'm really excited about are is um, to bring up the Compass Peer Support Network. So that's a network of peer supporters. We have about 170 peer supporters already trained who are always looking to add more, but that's a way to heighten social connection and awareness of available resources. Um, there are also the recharge rooms. So that's a great resource that provides physical space for people to have moments of rest, recovery, um, just to kind of reset, right, to reflect a bit. So we have more energy to, to meet the demands of the next task. Um, we also believe it's really important to develop tailored interventions. So we've been working with managers, leaders, um, you know, about their department or team specific challenges and really coming up with these more tailored resilient strategies that can help um, at all levels of uh, well-being, but also reducing burnout. That sounds great, Kelsey. Um, so finally, as we are going into the winter months and as, you know, daylight savings time has just ended and it's dark at four o'clock, um, we know that seasonal affective disorder is kind of on the horizon here. Do you have any recommendations for those that may struggle during this time? Yeah, well, first I'll say, you know, seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression. And so like any health concern, what I always recommend is to talk with a healthcare professional about your specific experiences and concerns. Um, there are a lot of common treatments for seasonal affective disorder that includes therapy or counseling, you know, light therapy, medications, for instance. Um, but in terms of more general, um, maybe guidance that's good for all of us, you know, absolutely. It's, it's uh, you know, days are shorter, it's gray, it's cold. Um, and so having those routines of well-being is even more important. So paying attention to sleep and activity um, and rest, um, and also putting in, you know, sometimes the extra effort to connect with other people, and again, invite opportunities for activities that provide a sense of joy, you know, calm uh, and peace. Yeah. Well, we're all going to be looking for those over the next few months. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for sharing this valuable information. If you want to learn even more about all the resources available to help you protect your well-being, check out this week's Wellness Week stories at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Now, Kelsey, you have answered a lot of questions already, uh, but we have a couple more. 
So this is called our lightning round, where we ask our guests four quick fire questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Now this week, Headlines readers shared what they do in their 10 minute breaks throughout the day. What's your favorite way to relax during the workday? So I like to try to get outside or to look outside if it's not so pleasant. So getting outside some fresh air is a really nice way for me to reset during that time. Make sure when you go outside, you kind of blow so you can see your breath in the air. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> if you could offer your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, be gentle with yourself and with others. Nice. Now, we've asked this before and gotten really interesting answers. So here we go. If you could meet one person from history, who would it be and why? Oh, goodness. This is a tough one. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to say someone who has had probably a... Um, just a, a creative and interesting life. I'm going to go with, I'd love to, I would love to meet David Bowie. Nice. <laughs> All right. So finally, winter is almost here. What is your favorite cold weather activity? So uh, my daughter and I love to go ice skating. Nice. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey, for sharing wellness tips, wellness resources, and for answering the lightning round questions. Once again, if you want to learn more about ways you can protect your wellness and well-being, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, Dan. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, though. We asked Kelsey what her favorite wintertime activity was. So what's yours? Oh, man. Um, so I'm kind of a weather nerd. So I'm always sort of tracking the weather. And, and so I love watching snowfall. Like I will go out and measure the snow, you know, when it's coming down and, and if it's only like two inches or something, I'm really disappointed, right? Like I want a big, if I'm going to be stuck inside, I want it to be for a reason. So I can stare out the window at the falling snow for hours on end, and then I'll go out and measure it. And, and I want it to be as high as possible. So that sounds really nerdy, but that's one of the, my favorite things to do during the winter. So what about you? Well, first I'll say that, Daniel, I think in a past life, you and I were on the same meteorology team because, <laughs> <laughs> because I love to track like thunderstorms and like potential like tornadoes. And I blame it on the movie Twister, right? Hello yes. Is my girl. Yes. Right? Great so movie. like I would love to do that, right? So <laughs> you and I are on the same team. Um but I don't really like the cold. Um, Daniel knows this. My team knows this. I'm like a sunshine girl. But I love Christmas. So when it starts getting cold and like the winter is coming, I love to start like preparing like what I'm going to cook for Christmas and like doing decorations mm. and just really enjoying like the magic of Christmas and just the magic of being around people that you love. Um, so I'm actually really, really excited about that. And my tree goes up December 1st, so <laughs> So you're pretty much good with winter from like December 21st through 26th, and then you're over it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> pretty much, that's how it goes. That is that is actually, for, I actually don't like uh, New Year, like bringing the New Year when it's cold out, because I'm like, I'm over it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you only have like three more months of it, you know? This is true. Yeah. And I just complain to my husband until like May. <laughs> <laughs> so he right. knows it's coming he knows yes it's coming. yes 
Um, all right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Now, last episode, we asked listeners, how many Outlook accounts will HITS be upgrading between now and mid-December? The answer is more than 48,000. Congratulations to Susan Geiser, a research administrator in the Division of Nef- Nephrology. Now, Susan, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now, for this week's question, here's Jen. All right, this week's question is, where has Annette Sandrato, a nurse practitioner at Michigan Medicine, worked for the past 13 years? Once again, where has Annette Sandrato, a nurse practitioner at Michigan Medicine, worked for the past 13 years? You can find the answer in this week's headline story in recognition of APRN week. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for your chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.